Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News, Tuesday, May 30th, 2023. Stand up for your country. Two big stories to tell you about tonight, in addition to all the other stuff we always do. But these two stories are important to your life. Number one, backlash against the woke movement, and it's about time, is it not? And number two, the debt ceiling, which affects all of us, and I'm going to explain that in my usual methodical way, and that is the subject of the Talking Points memo. Number one, Speaker Kevin McCarthy is a smart guy. He's playing the long game. This is not being reported anywhere, but I will explain it to you. So McCarthy understands the big picture. When you have a divided Congress, the Senate Democrat, the House Republican, it's very difficult to get anything passed and not vetoed by the president, who's a Democrat, Joe Biden. So McCarthy sees that. So he's playing for time, hoping that in 2024 there will be a landslide for Republicans because America is in trouble. That's McCarthy's mindset, and it's very important you understand that. Joe Biden's mindset, the president, he's just trying to survive. And both McCarthy and Biden know if a debt ceiling agreement that is raising the debt so America can pay its bills, if that agreement is not reached, the economy will be hurt. And there'll be more inflation, there'll be more unemployment, and that's not good for Biden at all, and it's not good for Republicans because they'll get blamed by the media. So do we, I hope we all have the big picture here. There's a vested interest on the part of the Republicans and the Democrats to get this deal done, okay? So on Saturday, May 27th, a deal was reached and 
the deal basically is over the phone. McCarthy is manning his phone with his aides. And, you know, it's on speaker. I don't even know if Biden was involved. It's Biden's people that were doing it. Biden might have been there. They might have hooked him into um, where he was uh, up in Maryland. But I don't know. Okay, so they reached a deal verbally, and I'm sure there was some notes in all of that. Um, Tomorrow, the Senate will consider this and the House Rules Committee today is preparing a floor debate. So it's in motion. Now, I have predicted, as you know, that this will happen. All right. Could be wrong, but I don't think so. There's a lot of power behind getting this deal. Now, the downside to you and me and every American is that it raises the national debt for two years, about $4 trillion, $3.8 trillion. And the government's spending far too much money, which is fueling inflation and eroding confidence in the U.S. dollar and our economy. And this has been going on. Trump did it. And then it hit COVID, just blew it right out of the water. But now... The Democrats and Biden don't want to cut anything. They want to continue to spend. Why? Because spending buys votes. Okay, that's why. It's as simple as that. We'll give you, give you, give you, give you. That's the Democratic Party's platform. That's it. They don't have anything else. They're woke and they want to give people free stuff. Republicans want to bring government spending down. Okay? And so this bill, I'm not going to go over all of it, but it keeps government spending essentially flat for two years until the 224 election. There's a little bit of growth, but not much. So they're treading water. But because we spend so much money in it and it um, out gains any tax receipts, the debt keeps going up. But McCarthy got it suppressed so there's no new spending outside of defense. It's a good thing, okay? And i just give you one example. In order to get federal benefits, you have to uh, look for a job up to age 54. Now it's 49, so they got that in there. Um, if you want to know the specifics, the Wall Street Journal lead editorial today goes down the specifics and recommends the deal be passed. And they're pretty good over at the journal, I think. So they'll give you the specifics. Um, Now, the zealots on both sides don't want this at all. Roll the tape. In fact, we we were, a lot of us wanted far more uh, spending cuts than we have. Uh, So for him to claim victory and gut this bill that we had 218 votes is, uh, is, is unacceptable. This is an outrage. Republicans want to drive us over the cliff into default and catastrophe and cut off health care and Social Security payments and drive up interest rates so more people are homeless and hungry. Uh, all right. So the first guy was Congressman Ralph Norman from South Carolina. Yeah, you had the 218 votes to cut the spending in the House, Congressman. Senate never would have done it. You know that. So what good is your 218 votes in the House? Senate's not going to do it. And the other one, uh, Jalapal from Washington State, is just a loon. I mean, she's a socialist, communist. All right? Give everybody everything free. There's a reason why people are homeless, madam. 
is the reason. Okay. So anyway, the zealots, they're not going to cooperate. And I'm saying to myself, do you not understand this is pretty much the best that McCarthy could get on the Republican side and on the Democrat side. If you don't cooperate with Biden, I don't even think he's going to make it to 2024. That's how bad the economy will be affected. And, and every one of us will be affected by that. Do you not get that? You can't continue to spend in a crazy way, which we are. So, but, you know, the extremists aren't looking out for you. I hope you understand that. They tell you what you want to hear, and some districts are so liberal or so conservative that they vote for these loons. But they're loons. They're not regular uh, looking out for you politicians. They're all about ideology. I mean, to hear a guy like Norman say, well, we have, three, we have 218 votes. And yeah, okay, but what good does it do you if it's not going to get through the Senate? And if even if it did by some miracle, which it won't, buy the veto it. So you get nothing. Now you got something. And hopefully, and I'm saying this, I'm not a partisan, as you know, hopefully Americans will come to their senses in 2024 and throw this incompetent administration and Democrat Party out so that Republicans are in control across the board. Then you can cut. Then the liberal Democrats can't stop you. Would you crash the economy now? That's going to throw everything into chaos. All right. Do we have it? I hope we have it. And that's the memo. All right, President Biden scheduled today, didn't do anything, took another day from Memorial Day weekend, I guess. Nothing. They don't even fake it anymore in the White House. They don't even put something on there like uh, he talked to Larry in Spokane about something. They even fake it. He just doesn't, don't put anything up. You know, more days than not, he's got nothing on his schedule. All right. Update on woke backlash. As I said, it's about time, right? So we pretty much broke this story on a national level, this Los Angeles Dodgers honoring at Gay Pride Night in June uh, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, which is a Catholic Christian hate group. It's not just Catholics they hate. They hate Christians across the board. They have invaded churches. They have defiled the Eucharist on videotape. They have mocked Jesus and Mary. They couldn't be more extreme. Couldn't be. They're getting honored by the Los Angeles Dodgers. And the Los Angeles Times loves it. Loves it. Now, if the Proud Boys invaded a black Baptist church and defiled the Bible or whatever, you think the network news would ignore that? CBS, ABC, NBC did not cover this story in their nightly news. Didn't mention it. That's why we had a break. So the corporate media is finished in this country. It's done on every level. There's no growth anywhere. And the recession in, in viewers and listeners is colossal, which is why you guys are here. Okay. So the Dodgers now, uh, because they're in full panic mode, 
have announced that on July 30th, they're going to have a Christian Faith and Family Day at Dodger Stadium. So, I mean, is anybody buying this? It wasn't on the original schedule. Now, they did do this, to be fair and accurate, which I always am. In 2019, they had a Christian and Family Day at Dodger Stadium. But now they're panicking. And so they're going, oh, don't hate us. We'll have the Christians in. So my question is, are you going to have a Jesus bobblehead? Is that what you're going to do like this on a Christian and Family Night? So everybody knows why they're doing this. Um, but what you don't know is that the marketing director of the Los Angeles Dodgers is a uh, gay activist. That's why this is all happening. And what do you hear about Target? I'll tell you about Target after, uh, in a while. Okay, so the Catholic clergy largely silent on this. You surprised? I'm not. But there is a Catholic group called Catholic Vote. And they are teed off. Roll the tape. Our organization exists to give Catholics a voice, especially on fights like this, where woke corporations like the Los Angeles Dodgers have decided to honor and celebrate a detestable, vile, and perverse anti-Catholic organization. Uh, We have announced a boycott of the Dodgers, but more than that, we can't simply stop there. We are raising money uh, to launch a $1 million campaign starting next week on all L.A. Dodgers-related media. All right, so that group is based in Madison, Wisconsin, of all places, and they're going to put out ads. And when we get the ad, they haven't made them yet. We'll we'll show you what what they're doing. So at least there's a Catholic group standing up to this. But to counter that, the California Senate in Sacramento says we'll honor the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, too. The elected senators of California are going to honor this Christian Catholic hate group. All right? So this is a war now. This is a war. So we wanted to get the most influential cleric in the United States to come on the No Spin News. His name is Timothy Cardinal Dolan. Archbishop of New York, okay? The Archbishop, who I know very well, I have a good relationship with him. Uh, I think he's a good man. He's not coming. In fact, he didn't mention it. He's on TV every day. And mentioned it. Then we called the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, run by the Most Reverend Timothy P. Brolio. They didn't even reply. I think that's a little uncharitable there, uh, but they didn't reply. They couldn't even bother to reply. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth, delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. However, we got, I think, the smartest Catholic cleric in the country, and here he is. His name is Bishop Robert Barron. He's uh, presiding over the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, Minnesota. 
He is the head of Word on Fire Catholic Ministries. I think that's World on Fire, right? World on Fire? No, it's Word on Fire. It's Word on Fire. Shame on me, because I follow you. I should know that, but I'm delirious. So, Bishop, thanks for uh, stepping up. First of all, your general feeling on this Dodger, now California Senate honor to this group. How do you see it? Well, well, it's ridiculous. I mean, this was so egregious. That, that's why I felt the need to speak up. I did so in, a, in the social media world, on Twitter and so on. But it was such an extreme example of anti-Catholicism. That I don't know how the church couldn't respond. So I wanted to use you know, my social media platform to do it. Uh, that the uh, California state government is honoring this group doesn't really surprise me. I was auxiliary bishop of L.A. for six years, and we dealt with the government out there a lot. Um, you know, anti-Catholicism is indeed the last acceptable prejudice in America. But I think it's time for the church boldly and clearly and articulately to stand up to it. But it's also Christians, not just the Catholic yeah. church. When you have a well, strip show yeah. featuring Jesus and Mary, that's beyond Catholic borders into Christianity itself, correct? Yeah, quite right. I mean, the one that really got my attention was, um, I think it was on Easter Sunday, they had a display where they, they took uh, the figure, it was a living figure, off the cross. And then another person did a kind of pole dance on the cross of Jesus. So here's the most sacred event and object in, in the Christian universe. And it's being, in a public, gross way, mocked about as, as, um, as horribly as possible. Well, how do Christians, I think you're quite right, not just Catholics, how do Christians stay silent in the face of that? You know, Jesus overturned the uh, moneylenders' tables in the temple in a righteous uh, demonstration of anger. Um, And that's what I'm doing here in the media. I'm trying to emulate uh, Jesus of Nazareth um, in a a sense that I'm trying to say enough, enough. But when you have powerful forces like the Senate of California, the Los Angeles Times, which applauds this group, the Dodgers, and on and on and on. And then you have no reply from the most powerful Catholic clerics. They are emboldened by that, Bishop. These people who are attacking Christianity are emboldened by the lack of reply, the turn the other cheek and ignore it, right? Yeah, well, of course, turn the other cheek has nothing to do with, you know, non-resistance to evil. It's a, it's a form of resisting evil. The church should speak up and it should engage the laity. So what you're doing, I think, is what Vatican II had in mind, that great Catholic journalists and writers and cultural commentators should engage these issues. Under the leadership of the bishops and through the sanctification offered by the sacraments, but All the Catholic laity should be aroused about this. I'll give you an example, Bill. A few years ago when I was out in California, they were making noises about passing a bill that would require priests to break the seal of confession around the sex abuse issues. And um, I remember saying at the bishop's meeting, I think, brothers, we got to draw a line in the sand here. And so we did. And we roused our own people, and they flooded Sacramento with so many petitions and complaints that they backed down. And I think it proves we can do it when we have the will and we have the focus. And this woke business has gotten so out of control, and this is a a prime example 
of the church just being knocked around in the public space. But it's not just the priests and bishops, it's the Catholic faithful, the laity, that have to say enough. Okay, but they have to know about it when you have the three most yeah. powerful broadcasters, CBS, NBC, and yeah. ABC, blacking. Were you surprised they didn't even cover this story? No, I'm not surprised by it, no. Do you, think, they're again, anti, do you think those networks are anti-Christian? I think there's an element of that, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't make bold to speak too much further about that, but I, I think, I'm not surprised, to answer your question, that they didn't put that in the, in the forefront of their coverage. Somehow it's okay. It's always open season on Catholics. You know, God knows we've been through our struggles, and I, I wrote a book about the sex abuse scandal and all that. Uh, but it doesn't mean that, therefore, we can never raise our voices in protest, especially when we're being attacked in this extremely aggressive way. Don't you think that the clergy at the top, not just in America, but all over the world, is afraid? I mean, I think I know Dolan pretty well. I, I, with all due respect to him, because I said he's a good man. I think he's afraid. There's no other reason why he would remain silent. I don't know. I mean, honestly, I, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, presume to speak for him. I, I don't really know. Uh, my former boss, Archbishop Gomez, out in L.A., made a statement about this. A handful of other bishops have indeed spoken out. Um, but I, I wouldn't presume to speak for anybody else. Okay. And I understand that. I'm, <laughs> I'm an infidel, so I, I can do it. Um, two more questions. Sure. I told my audience I would never go to another Los Angeles Dodger game again in my lifetime. But I've reversed it. They're coming in to play the Mets on July 15th, and I'm going, and I'm gonna stand up in my section and boo them when they run out on the field. I mean, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna, I'm a Catholic laity. That's how I'm gonna protest this. Um, and you're right. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I call for a boycott. I, you know, I was out there for six years, a lot of friends in LA. In fact, I threw out the first pitch at a Dodgers game about five years ago, love baseball. I know a lot of my Hispanic friends, of course, who are big baseball fans. And I said, I think until we get a formal public apology, there should be a boycott of the Dodgers. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a boycott guy because that's a fascist technique. But I agree with you that individuals should make up their own minds. And why are we giving an anti-Christian team, even though they have the faith and family night, so I, I'm going to try to get convince us, though. Yeah, I'm going to try to get the Jesus bobblehead if I can. And maybe they'll send one to me. <laughs> so, so true. It didn't convince us. It was rather no. a pathetic response. How do people get in touch with you, Bishop? A word on fire.org is a good place to access all the material that I have. And they could, you know, contact me directly that way, too. All right. And uh, full disclosure, uh, the bishop and I know each other and. Uh, I bought him dinner in Santa Barbara, but he didn't <laughs> eat a lot, so it was good. <laughs> I remember that night. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Bishop. We really appreciate your courage and, and you coming on the program. Thank you very much. Okay, okay Target. Now, here's another disaster. The reports are that the Target department store company has lost $10 billion in 10 days. Now, I don't know whether that's true. I think that might be exaggerated, but this is what happened. So Target stocks in um, gender bender clothing for children. And they buy from a guy who puts out 
Satan logos, Satan stuff. They buy, they buy his merchandise and they put it in the store. It's a twofer. So you would go, why? You know, this is working. As I said in my message of the day, I hope you read it. George Clooney doesn't go to Target or drink Bud Light. Okay, so what are you doing? These are regular folks that drink the beer and go to Target. And they don't want this woke stuff in their face. So we did some investigating, as we always do. How could you make this mistake? Here's how. The head of marketing, vice president of brand management at Target, is a guy named Carlos Severda. And guess who's the treasury of the gay, lesbian, and straight education network? Carlos! Double duty! Marketing guy at Target and treasurer of the gay, lesbian, and straight education network. Oh, here we go. And that's why they did it. And now they're 10 billion down. Carlos. Okay. This is the backlash. It is about time. Please read the message of the day on BillOReilly.com. I lay it out. Please read the Wall Street Journal article on the debt ceiling. Okay. Very methodical. All right. Another religion story, Sister Wilhelmina Lancaster, okay? She founded an order of nuns in rural Missouri and died on May 29, 2019, at the age of 95 years old. Recently, her body was uh, exhumed because they wanted to move it uh, to another burial site. And she has not been... um, Her body is the same as it was when she died four years ago. Okay. She was not embalmed. So some people are saying this is a miracle, and hundreds of people are going to see this nun because the church, the Benedictine Monastery um, out in Gower, Missouri, is um, displaying the body. So two scientific opinions, because that's what we do here. Number one, a guy named David Hesp, um, associate professor in mortuary science in Utah, says, quote, if the body was not embalmed and it was still intact after four years, that one kind of throws me. I would have expected the body to be decomposed. Okay, that's one. But Dr. Rebecca George Anthropologist at Western Carolina University in North Carolina says that, nah, it's no big deal. I don't know. (laughs) Okay. I wish I did know, but I don't know. But thousands of people believe that this is a sign that this sister um, is a saint because that's one of the uh, criteria. We'll see what happens. Memorial Day weekend. I hope you had a good one. Um, But a lot of people didn't because of gun violence. Now, I'm going to run this down methodically. Okay? New York City. Put it up on the screen. Those listening on the radio, I'll run the stats. Nine shootings, 20 wounded, three dead. New York City. This is a standard weekend in New York. Los Angeles. Five shootings, five wounded, no dead. 
Chicago, ready for Chicago? 37 shootings, 53 wounded, 11 victims. I don't even know in Ukraine whether they had a casualty count that high over the weekend. Then in Hollywood, Florida, there was a shootout on the beach. Okay, one dead, nine wounded, right in the middle of everybody celebrating Memorial Day on the beach. Philadelphia, 22 shootings, 32 wounded, seven victims. Virtually all of that carnage was gangster-related, gang-related. The cops know who the gangsters are. They can't stop and frisk. So the gangsters take the guns out with them on the street and shoot and wound people. Nothing to do with gun control. You could ban every handgun in the country and that wouldn't stop. They already have the guns and if they didn't, they'll get them on the black market. But no, no drive to make it harder for the gangbangers, the people who sell the narcotics, no drive at all to punish them, none in the liberal cities. In New York, you know the story, okay? A young man named Jordan Neely was killed when he was misbehaving on a subway car and a Marine, Daniel Perry, Penny, there's Daniel Penny, neutralized him and put his arm around uh, Jordan Neely's neck, okay? The coroner ruled it a homicide, which means uh, Neely's death was caused by another human being. We don't know if there were drugs in Neely's system. We don't know anything like that. New York authorities know, but they won't put it out. That tells me there was. Okay. So Daniel Penny, the Marine, has been charged with manslaughter. Okay. He's not going to get convicted. He's not. Because I, we know enough that there were people on a subway car where this guy Neely was ranting and raving. And we know that Neely had 40 arrests, some of them violent. He attacked senior citizens, hurting them grievously. Nothing happened to him because that's New York City. You can punch people in the face, old people, and walk away and they're not going to bother you. So the family of Jordan Neely is now suing the Marine. They hired a law firm, Mills and Edwards, and this is the usual law firm that does this stuff. Okay, shakedown, shakedown, shakedown. Now, Penny, he doesn't have a lot of assets, although he has a GoFundMe, and that's what they're after. They want the GoFundMe, okay? So the family of Neely is suing Penny because they want money. That's what they want, money. So bad. Smart life. So we told you last week uh, we were going to read you some testimonials. Now, if you are leading a smart life, you know you have to have insurance, all right, on your house, on your car, on your person. Concierge membership in Bill O'Reilly is insurance because then you get me as an advisor, personal advisor, okay? If you have a problem, and you will, you send it to me totally confidential, nobody will ever know, and I send you back 
what I would do. So we picked out four people, four letters who have done that. First one is from Brad in Tennessee. I've been a concierge member for a while, have benefited greatly from your advice, especially when it comes to providing verbal ammo to my misguided Democrat friends. Your advice has ended many debates with me having the last word. P.S. I'm wearing my team normal gear everywhere. (laughs) I'm glad about that, Brad. So people say, look, I've got friends and family and they say this. What should I say back? And I'll give you some facts. Second letter. This is Kurt in Virginia. As a concierge member, I've received useful travel advice that has saved me time and money. When I set up my Ireland trip, it was like having a personal travel consultant. So I know more about Ireland travel than I think anybody. You own there, But I know I've been to 85 countries. You tell me where you're going, I can tell you, you know, pretty much what I would do there. Third letter. This is from Warren, Washington State. You were able to provide me invaluable advice on assisting my wife as she struggles with dementia. Thank you for your assistance. I've already renewed my concierge membership. I remember Warren's letter. It was heartbreaking. You know, Warren's a good guy. He's a loyal guy to his wife. And my mother, at the end of her life, didn't have dementia per se, but needed help. So I got experience in this. So I guided Warren through, you know, this is what you have to do. And these are the kinds of things that make my job worthwhile. Final letter, Peter, Maryland. Bill, four years ago, I asked whether my son's time would be wasted on the woke university experience. You said it depends on the kid. So we sent him to school and he just graduated magna cum laude from the University of Maryland. Well, congratulations, Peter, to your son. That's quite an achievement. And I do recommend education for every American young person. If you don't want to do academics, you go into a trade school. But there are campuses where I tell concierge members, no, do not send your kids there. And then there are schools where I think they're worthy. Okay, my alma mater, Marist College, where I played football and I had a fabulous time and learned a lot. I would not send my son there. He went to Salve Regina in Newport, Rhode Island, because Marist College is woke. And, I, and it's ridiculous. So anyway, if you become a concierge member, we give you lots of free stuff, so it's worth it. But more importantly, I'm an insurance policy. This day in history, May 30th, 1431, um, Joan of Arc burned at the stake. Now, as you know, Killing the Witches comes out uh, September 26th. In Salem, they did not burn witches. They hung them. And I'll explain why. But Joan of Arc was burned, okay, 592 years ago. And the reason was that she was a warrior in the Hundred Years' War, siding with France. And her leadership as a teenager, the teenager, okay, led to French victories over the British, the English at the time, okay? But she was kidnapped and sold by the kidnappers to the crown of England, and they executed her. It's an unbelievable story. And in 1920, Joan of Arc was recognized as a Christian saint by the Roman Catholic Church. So she was burned to death 592 years ago. Mail segment. 
and a final thought that I think is worthy and a word of the day. We'll be right back. Let's go to the mail. Ivan Needy, Winchester, Virginia, America's Voice, is reporting Catholic charities at the border getting paid by drug cartels to traffic humans. There is absolutely no evidence of that, Ivan. None. Go on the Internet. You listen to these people. John Perkins, Southampton, New Jersey. I've been seeing a lot of warnings about the establishment of digital currency in July. Is this real? No. Okay. Again, you get floating on the Internet. Andrew, concierge member, Andrew, thank you. Great column, God and Country. It's the name of my column. Okay, I hope you read it. As it highlights the importance of Judeo-Christian influence by placing it in proper historical perspective. And we do that in Killing the Witches. It's an unbelievable tale, by the way. James Patterson, Yokosuka, Japan. Bill, I want you to know that your broadcast is spot on most of the time. I believe most people see themselves as good. But if you criticize them, they take it as an attack, even if it's constructive criticism. It's not about issues. It's about self-value. You're right, James. In order to criticize another human being, you've got to do it in a roundabout way unless you want to make an enemy. So say things like, did you ever consider this? Or maybe this fact will change your mind. That, that kind of thing. And I'm glad you're watching in Japan. We are worldwide. Stephen uh, Baldamenti, Seacliff, New York, is a gay Catholic man. I strongly protest the L.A. Dodgers re-inviting the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence to their gay pride night. Way to stand up, Stephen. Thank you. Catherine uh, Valerio, Fairview, Pennsylvania. I appreciate all the good information about the airlines, Bill. I'm graduating from college at the age of 65. Way to go, Catherine. My grandson is coming to the graduation. I told my husband, don't book the ticket with the wrong airlines. Try to avoid JetBlue. Okay. Southwest, I don't know what's going on with them. I, I fly Delta if I can. And then American probably second. But Americans got problems too. Doris Harlan, Medina, Ohio. I really enjoyed the article on Tina Turner that you put on BillOReilly.com. I agree she ended up with the life she deserved. Yeah. She had to make adjustments, that's for sure. Richard Dick, Murphy, North Carolina. You're so right about being in the moment. The other day I left my wallet on a shelf because I was thinking about something else. Thank God it was still there when I went back to get it. Listen, that's so, uh, you know, particularly if you got the machine in your hand and you're doing something, the urchins drive me crazy with that. Um, but you got to stay in the moment or you're going to make mistakes. Ethan Sally, Ottawa, Illinois. I recently became a concierge member after seeing you on News Nation with Cuomo. I love that I have direct access to talk to you about whatever's on my mind. I also appreciate the fact that you reply in a timely manner, usually within 24 hours. It makes me feel important as a concierge member, and I got a free book and discounts on everything. Uh, I will be on uh, Cuomo tonight on News Nation. I think we're going to talk about Biden where his place in history is. You know, I think he's the second worst president next to James Buchanan. And I'm going to have something that's like show and tell for Cuomo to show him. Uh, but we may do this backlash against woke. Whatever it is, those news nations, it's 8 o'clock. And then if you miss it at 8, 
if you're watching us or something, then you can tape it at 11 or whatever. But they're lively. It's worth your time to uh, go to News Nation. Mary Ann Barrier, Huntington, West Virginia, just free, finished reading Killing the Killers. Once again, I couldn't stop reading. Very frightening and enlightening. I want to express my gratitude to our men and women in uniform who paid with their lives to protect us, several of whom you pointed out in your book. Yeah, I mean, we still, even in this troubled administration under President Biden, still have a very good overseas uh, intelligence operation. And that gives me at least some comfort. FBI has fallen apart. And that's really disturbing because I wrote Killing the Mob and it's Killing the Mob is a lot of FBI in there. It's gone. And this Christopher Ray, the head of the FBI, he's in trouble now. And we're going to zero in on that tomorrow. Um, but overseas, we still have really good intel over there. Okay, Father's Day coming up. It's the 18th of June. And um, we have the best thing. $89.95, you get a premium membership for a year for dad or granddad. And you get all that stuff, all the team normal stuff. I don't know if you fit it in a box. So you get all of that and the year premium membership. You want to upgrade to concierge, we're happy to have you. And then if he's a reader, you get Killing the Legend and Killing the Mob together for 18 bucks. You're not going to get a better reading deal than that. And Killing Crazy Horse and the United States of Trump together for 18 bucks. It's all for Dad's Day, Father's Day, Granddad. Word of the day, no dolosity. I, this is a great word. I've never heard it uttered. Dolosity, D-O-L-O-S-I-T-Y. When writing to me, bill at billoreilly.com, bill at billoreilly.com. Name and town, if you do wish to opine. Final thought in a moment. All right, let's go to the final thought. So I got a, a letter from a concierge member. I'm sorry to read so many, but this is important. The letter says, is from Jane in Pennsylvania. It says, I'm a concierge member. I've read all your books. I'm looking forward to killing the witches. I'm currently in hospital with a heart condition, but I put the ordeal into the Lord's hands. You know, Jane, we obviously I'm going to say some prayers for you uh, today. And we, of course, wish for your full recovery. <clears throat> but you're doing something emotionally and psychologically very important, which is why I'm using your letter in the final thought. If you cannot do anything about something, so Jane can't do anything about her heart condition at this point. She either has to heal through medical science and good doctors, or she's going to join the Lord. She can't do anything about it other than to say, I'm at peace with my life, and whatever happens, happens. That takes a tremendous amount of angst and worry and everything. When you can't do anything, you've done everything you can. You leave it to the higher power. And if you don't believe in a higher power, you leave it to karma or fate. That is the final thought. Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News. We will see you tomorrow.